This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. I'm Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Injury Lawyers, and you know what makes me mad? When insurance companies deny your claim for no good reason. That's why people call me. I'm the lawyer insurance companies don't want to deal with. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Lou. Join on the line for a much happier episode uh, as the Raptors defeated the Bucks by a score of 123 to 116 at the Fiserv Arena. At the Fiserv Forum? By Assad. Hello, William. How are you doing today? Horrible Assad. Back on the podcast after one of the Raptors' best wins of the season. Quite a riveting basketball match we witnessed tonight. Yes. On our television sets. Man. Quite the game. The Fiserv dot forum. Um, what is Fiserv? I have no clue. I do not know how to pronounce it correctly. Wow. But I hope that this is good enough for those out there. Jeez. Dog, what a game. <laughs> Yo, this one felt good, man. It was very necessary. This was necessary after that Spurs game. Because that Spurs game was ugly. That that Spurs game scared scared <sighs> half to death. So I don't really want to talk to it anymore. Mm, uh, yeah, this, right. this game solved a lot of those problems for me, like personally, from uh-huh. an anxiety standpoint. Uh-huh. I have looked at the box score for like the last ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah, it's I beautiful. don't know. I it's not even the Raptors side. Like I was looking at the Bucks side, trying to figure out where they lost this game. Yeah, and they played like a pretty good game. <laughs> That's the thing, yo. That was my biggest take from this game was like the Bucks kind of played as well as the Bucks could play, right? Like they could cut DJ Wilson's minutes. Eliasova could like get healthy and whatever, but like all they their shot guys, forty nine percent from the floor. They yeah. shot thirty seven and a half percent from three. Giannis had. 40 points somehow. I don't know when he scored those 40 points. I'll be yeah. dead honest with you. I was like, yo, like, this is great defense against Giannis all night. And then look the box score. He has 43 yeah. points. When all I looked right. at the box score, I was like, man, we've really been stonewalling Giannis consistently. It was like yep. maybe five minutes left in the fourth quarter. I look at the box score and he's 14 to 22 from the floor. I'm like, how? <laughs> yeah. No, nah, man. I mean, look, this was obviously the Raptors have been shorthanded. No Kyle, no JV. But the thing is, Kyle and JV, at least over the first two games of this matchup, have not been there like consistently like have not been um contributors in those first two games especially with Kyle I think going scoreless in one of them and that was still close um but the rest of the team really stepped up um I mean look let's just start here all right the starting unit you got 25 from Serge Ibaka who's averaging 26 points per game against the Bucks we can talk about why Mafuzi chef Fuzi baby in those cooking, DMs cooking apparently up some bucks bro yeah some uh rare bucks some rare yo Listen, I would love to see that. The How Hungry Are You episode. You know, he just pulls back the tray and it's antlers with salt and pepper on it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's serving it to Giannis, his, his future teammate. 
Um, Pascal with 30. Kawhi with 30. Van Vliet with 21. And oh. then Danny Green with a solid 12 points, but only seven shots. So it's pretty efficient. I mean, from there, you're like, holy shit, that's like incredible production. But then you look at the bench, the Raptors bench at five total points. That's the wild point. That's the wild point. The Raptors oh, starters. The Raptors five starters outscored yeah. the Bucks. Yeah. That was the game. That is insane. Yeah. I mean, a good job by Nick Nurse to realize that his bench is completely trash and he just didn't play them. Like, Monroe came in for six minutes, was just horrendous. He had one rebound, a turnover, and a personal foul, minus 12 in six minutes. DeLon just breaking everything. Um, you know, OG hit a three. I was like, okay, this could be a good game from OG. Nothing the rest of the game. Norm, I mean, bless Norm. He's been playing well recently. He got some good defensive plays, but still, man, zero for five. And, uh, yeah, Nick Nurse basically decided, like, yo, I'm going to ride with the starters. Good, good like call. the Bucks, I think uh, Nick Nurse talked about in the post game. He said like against the Bucks, you have to like execute your offense. Mm-hmm. And the one big issue with our bench is that like it, it <laughs> they doesn't don't really, know how to do they it. don't execute offense at all. Like they're mostly their offense is kind of like yo, let's get fast break, let's get some sort of transition look, yeah, and kind of hope something happens. But the issue is and they now, don't play defense either because that, I mean Monroe's <laughs> in there, and OG's not very good defender at the four, and so. You the know. one the, that was the part that really confused me. I was confused as to why Monroe was out there for as long as he was, just based on the matchup alone. Yeah. So the Bucks really did not have a big at all. Even when Brook Lopez plays, he does not play like a big. No. It was so actually hilarious. No, Yo, Van Vliet was switching on him, and he guarded him like two yeah. possessions easily. Yeah. Which was quite quite funny, but that was the thing where it's like the Bucks do not play anyone who plays as a big where you need a bulky defender on them. Mm-hmm. And th- since they have so much length on defense, you're not going to get a clean low post, like post up on them. Cause they'll just double down. Shout out so there's not really a benefit to playing Monroe and maybe like JV obviously brings you different things with defensive rebounding at like an elite level and setting mm-hmm. solid screens. Mm-hmm. So maybe JV might have a role in this matchup in the future. We don't really know that, but there was no reason for Monroe to be out there. Like there, and basically, once Nick Nurse decided, hey, no more Monroe, the Raptors just went on like a 20, 25 point swing mm-hmm. for the rest of the game. Yeah, uh, and a lot of that was Pascal playing center. It's been, yeah. I mean, the fact that he's able to play center. I mean, obviously, today, like you mentioned, the matchup is a little bit favorable because they don't have any like bruising interior players. But like um, the fact that Pascal can be a rim protector and he just like. I don't know, man. Like, he could just play those minutes without, like, taking a hit, bruising and, like, hit. You know what I mean? Like, you look at Serge, for example. Like, he's had to guard all these big centers, and then his production has gone down when JV's, you know, been out. Yeah. But, like, I don't know what it, what it is with Siakam. The guy's, like, built of titanium or something. He just This game was, good. like, this game gave me some confidence in terms of an actual Raptors-Bucks matchup. Mm-hmm. Because the one thing that you saw was, A, when the Raptors actually executed their offense, yep. the two points where they know they can get buckets – are from Siakam and Ibaka. They can basically every run time. a pick and roll every single time, a high, yep. high, high, high pick and roll with spread, and they will get an open pick and pop jumper because the Bucks play with their big man back. Yeah, and they did such a good job after, like, in the late second quarter once they took that Monroe unit out. Mm-hmm. Of basically every time they came down the floor when Lopez or Ilya Silva were on the floor, yep. they made his, they made them guard in the pick and roll. As soon as they dropped back, it was a pick-and-pop jumper for Serge, and yep. he's money there. 
That's Surge why Serge has averaged twenty like twenty six points a game this year against the Bucks. And even this year, even going back to last year, up until like game two, game three, and that uh, not last year. When did they play the Bucks? The year before, twenty seventeen. Yeah, like Serge had a good series, yeah. good series against the Bucks then too. Like he does really well against this team. Yo, just remember when he got bodied by Monroe though? That was that was random. Remember yeah, when Monroe was a good player? I can't believe Monroe played for the Bucks. I totally forgot about that. Yo, the Bucks, oh the Bucks signed him for like fifty million away from the Knicks, and the Bucks were celebrating like, "Oh my God, look at us! We finally made it. We signed a free agent away from the Knicks." As it turns out, the Knicks only signed bad centers. <laughs> Shout out Joe Keem, the greatest finesse of all time. But I don't want I don't want to dump on Monroe too much because he is like the fourteenth man on this team. Yeah, thirteenth, fourteenth yeah. man on this team or whatever. So like, like he's the third string center, the fourth string center, really, because you're gonna play Siakam at the five as the third option. Yeah. So. Like, I don't want to dump on him too much. Like, he's overextended. And that's the one thing that we saw with the bench tonight where it was like, I was worried coming in. I'm like, without JV and uh, Kyle Lowry, do you have enough talent to really play your depth? Mm-hmm. And going against a healthy Buck squad, nah. I'm like, that's probably where we'll lose because you'll have to play too many yeah. minutes. Where, you... But the starters were so effective. A, defending. Like, they defended yes. 2AT. They made minimal mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know how many offensive rebounds there were. That was the one thing I didn't look at. The Bucks only but, got four offensive rebounds yeah, all game. Like, That's the like the bare minimum. was really good. The Raptors yeah. were doing good job gang rebounding when they went to the rim. Yep. And, like, the thing is Giannis shot, what, 13-25 for the game. I don't know, 16-25 for the game. Yeah. But I think he was 3-5 from three, right? Yeah. So, realistically, Giannis shot 13-20 inside the arc. Which is pretty freaking good in terms of your defense because the yeah. type of shots he's taking are paint t- paint looks. Yeah. And he's getting layups, and a couple of those are going to be like transition dunks. So, sure, he goes 16 for 25, has 40 plus points. You're looking mm-hmm. at, damn, we didn't guard him that well. No. Nah. But when you watch the game, you realize it's like, no, it was guarded really well. Every time he went into the paint, he saw a wall. It was either, it was a combination of Serge, Kawhi, and Siakam. Two of them were yeah. walling up the paint every single time mm-hmm. and did a great job staying vertical Yeah, uh, and just making sure their hands were there for the contest, where I think Giannis got maybe one or two fouls at best when yeah. he was driving, um, and one of them was not a foul. And then yeah, well, he I gets think, some calls. And then he traveled on one of the <laughs> earlier ones on Siakam, which was like, hey, Bro, He traveled dope. a lot, man. Um, I think one of the key stats in this one was the fact that Giannis only got four assists, but he has six turnovers. And a lot of that is just like when he did get into the paint, like you mentioned, they were walling off the paint. Um, and then whenever he would turn his back to the play, because he does have a bit of a back-to-back game, and his dribble wasn't yeah. that great, so he likes to like shield. And whenever he did that, the Raptors are so good at sending timely help defense, whether that was Danny Green or Van Vliet, who's really, really good at sending help on into the post Um and the Raptors, I mean, tonight, their transition offense was really efficient. The Bucks are really good at getting back on defense. They're yeah. really disciplined. I mean, like, just Boonholzer's done a great job with, this, with the team. Yeah. He should win coach. And that's the one thing where I think over the last two weeks with Kyle out, Kawhi's done a great job of recognizing in semi-transition or yeah. in transition push, when, he, when he has a one-on-one look, mm-hmm. and he attacks it right away. So yeah. he's like, I'm not going to give them time to send the help or mm-hmm. send the trap. I'm going to attack the one-on-one look right away and get my shot. And he did that, I think, three or four times in that second or third quarter. And made, I think he scored on at least, like, like 75% of those. Yeah. Like, they were jumpers. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get your looks. Because, like, otherwise, whenever Giannis got they were doing they were doubling up. The one thing that was nice to see, though, was outside of Giannis guarding Kawhi, yep. Kawhi basically can score on every single one of their perimeter defenders. Yeah. And that was that there was a late look. 
uh, Kawhi at top of the key with Giannis on him. This game still fairly, you know, I think it was 97, 96 at the time or something like that. Yeah. And Pascal basically yells at Kawhi to come take the screen. Yeah. And uh, then he got Middleton. Down. Gets the switch on Middleton, gets the and one. And it's that, like, that's the part which I think was the most, um, like, looking ahead to a playoff matchup. Mm-hmm. That's what I think is the most, like, it was kind of weird not seeing Thon Maker. I don't know how he's playing recently. Did not play today, right? Yeah, yeah. He should really play. I mean, DJ Wilson is, is waste. Yeah, DJ Wilson, not a, like, he probably nah, doesn't man. have a role in this matchup. No, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't have a role but, in the NBA. Yeah. So, really, that was, like, one of the things where it was, like, that's really important to see where it's, like, you know that Surge can get a look whenever he wants. And that was one yeah. of the things that really pissed me off about the bench, actually, was, like, when they played bench with Surge at the beginning of that fourth quarter. They were just doing dumb shit, man. They that's... just would not give the ball to Surge. They gave, every, they gave the ball to Surge two times. Both times it either ended in a bucket or a foul. Yeah. And it, it's, like, and he was open multiple times, got yep. switches multiple times. One of them, OG takes a three for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, that the was a one, terrible they just, shot. They just played the ball on the other side of the floor from surge for no reason it's like you have surge out there use him yeah. because every time they ran a pick and roll the big drops because that's milwaukee's scheme mm-hmm. and surge is open from the elbow just passing yeah. the ball even the the really deep fred van Vliet three that he hit at the end of the shot clock a uh, great shot on the play where they swung it great shot but at the beginning of that play fred would like 13 14 seconds pick and roll with surge in the middle lane yeah does not hit him when he's open at the elbow yeah and continues to play on the other side. And it's like, man, you guys have to hit Surge when he's in this matchup. Like, anytime that big's dropping and Surge setting that screen, he has to get the ball because that pick-and-pop jumper is money. And that's the thing. That's basically the only way to beat the Bucks. Like, any team that's going to beat the Bucks this year needs to have, a like, a big who can, A, protect the rim and just be, like, mobile and, like, send help because Giannis obviously is going to demand attention and extra help. But, like, you need a guy who can pick-and-pop. Like you, it's absolutely necessary. Like that's how the uh, the Celtics ultimately got past the Bucks last year was because they had Al Horford. Horford had a great game seven, um, and it's the same thing here. I mean, Ibaka, I mean, to his credit, he's consistently come through, right? And I think this matchup almost, almost plays into um, Serge's favor in the sense that like the Raptors kind of have a, I don't know, they just don't really prioritize like looking for Serge as much whenever like Kyle's not in the game, like. When Kyle's in the game, he always goes to surge early on because Kyle, you know, wants to get his, like, yep. X number of assists. And also, he's just a great <laughs> point guard. But yep. really, he wants to get those assists, and he knows Ibaka can get those, uh, those, make those shots. But, like, Van Vliet just doesn't have the same priority. I thought today Van Vliet played the Kyle Lowry role perfect. Like, if yep. you got 21 points, 5 rebounds, 8 assists uh, on 6 of 12 shooting with 5 threes out of Kyle Lowry, you're completely thrilled in this series, in this matchup. And, and with um, Van Vliet, it's Van Vliet not Vliet even did. the points. The points for Van Vliet don't even matter. The fact They're that he's able to get points. eight that's assists, it. Yeah. he's able to get eight assists, and yes, catch and shoot looks, because yeah. that's what his offense should be. Yeah, like, especially Bro, against his, the Bucks. His off-dribble stuff is not he good. he forced one drive. I think he forced one drive yeah. where he got caught, um, and he had to go late in the shot clock, and he just airballed it It was because he was basically on a big. And that's the game he needs to play. Mm-hmm. And the thing that we saw today was, A, the Raptors' defense played like what we have imagined it and we're salivating over in the offseason yeah like this was it where it was like they're closing out to the right guys and mm-hmm. with the right amount of aggression they're walling off the paint they're rebounding well and they're, they're just cutting off transition like a, the Kawhi had five steals this game yeah like, i mean absolutely nutty middleton and then on bro, the that, guy, side, that guy was offense, having nightmares on offense this is what the raptors starting five is going to look like when their point guard is hitting shots whether that's fred right, or whether yeah. that's kyle yeah. If that position's hitting threes, they become near impossible to guard because, like, you have to stay attached to Sergi Bach in a pick and roll, mm-hmm. or otherwise he's getting that eighteen footer off. 
you basically have to send a double to Kawhi anytime he's inside the arc yep. because if you don't, he's going to score on that one-on-one possession. Mm-hmm. And if you sag off Siakam too much, he's either going to attack that. Hey, man, Siakam can hit the corner now. And he's like, training that corner three. Yeah. Like, he's shooting 44 from the corner. That's yeah. not that's not anything to laugh at anymore where it's like, no, you know what? That's a shot he can hit. Yeah. And his setup is, like, legitimately his shot setup is good. It's a good like, shot Like, I was now. worried. I was I was I was laughing because the first shot he took I think hit the the side yeah, of yeah, the yeah. backboard. Yeah, he, he banked it, like, it from oh, the corner. That was wild. That's it's almost impossible to do that. But I mean, he settled himself down. I mean, he hit that like long uh, above the break three. I think probably like twenty eight feet. Probably I think that one really set up his confidence. But um, first off, it's specifically in this matchup the fact that you can have Siakam as your backup center going against Ursan Ilyasova, bro. Siakam's eyes light up. I mean, they're all they're already you know usually pretty light lit up yeah. anyway because he's very confident. But like Ilyasova, especially like Siakam has just torched them in all three of these games. And so if you can have if like the Bucks don't get another backup big and they have to actually play Ilyasova, then you're just the obvious move is to just play Siakam more because he just torches Eli Silva every single time. That spin move, just whatever he wants to get against Eli Silva, he's gonna get. There it. were times tonight where he went into Eli Silva and I was yelling at the TV to spin because he yeah. just didn't realize that Eli Silva was so poorly positioned that he could literally just turn around and lay it up. Yeah, like he still didn't scored matter, though. Yeah, <laughs> he, didn't he still matter. scored career high like, thirty. Man, you could have just won and gotten it. I think the biggest thing to note though with the Raptors matchup is when they have Serge, Kawhi, and. Um, yeah, uh, sorry, Serge, Kawhi, and Siakam out there. Mm-hmm. Those are three guys who have length that is going to make it troublesome for Giannis to block. Giannis yeah. had zero blocks tonight. Yeah, that's big. Like that usually, big. when Giannis is playing, the only person on the opposing team that he can't block when they go at the rim is their big man. Because mm-hmm. that's usually the only one. Like the fact that the Raptors have so much wingspan at those three possessions, so three three positions, mm-hmm. you saw. Kawhi able to get his shot off over Giannis whether he makes it or not he's not getting blocked he can get that shot off mm-hmm. and he can get to the paint and still get a shot off you saw Siakam there was a goaltend where Giannis I think had two goaltends in this game one was Siakam yeah. it was On the, the chase down opportunity that's something that Giannis is going to get that chase down block normally yep. Siakam gets it to the just uses his length is able to get the ball right to the backboard before Giannis can get there goaltend the mm-hmm. other one was it I forget who floated up it was either Siakam it, it was Siakam or, again yeah that was on the putback yeah floated up got it up above him, and it ended up being uh, another goaltend. So that's another area where it's like you can look at this matchup and say, hey, there are some good things going for the Raptors when they meet in the when they do meet in the playoffs, because I feel like these teams need to meet in the playoffs. Bro, they're clearly this, the best two teams in the, in the Oh East. my god, it's not close, this was going to be such a good series. Yeah, I mean the thing, like this game and also the game that was played at the ACC where, again, you know, the Raptors lost that game because Kyle went scoreless. Like, period. That's yeah. the whole story. If Kyle hits even one three-pointer, the Raptors win that game. Um, but both these two games have been just such highly um, executed games in terms of just like you know, the coaching has been very clever both ways, um, and the players have been really evenly matched. And so, in that perspective, like with the trade deadline like, coming the up, first time in a while that we've seen an Eastern Conference series that was like well actually competitive. Because <laughs> yeah, like even that doesn't like just involve LeBron versus whatever team. Years, like, even the mo- most competitive series in the last couple of years have been like slugfest, where mm-hmm. it's like, oh my god, both these teams are terrible. <laughs> yeah. Which is like every seven game series the Raptors have played, every single series the Celtics have been in, anytime Washington's played, Atlanta's played, it's like these like teams are just not executing executing well, and then the Cavs come and steamroll them. Where even like the Cavs, uh, even the Cavs, uh, Cavs Celtics series last year, it wasn't 
well executed on either side that well. Like it was a slugfest. It was one team that's injured as hell and the other team yeah. which is LeBron and a bunch of scrubs. So it will be really nice to see these guys meet up in the playoffs. Uh, it would, that would be exciting. It would also be like heart attack inducing, I think. But it would be difficult, man. But I mean, like what we saw Ooh. it. I mean, in 2017, that was a very difficult series as well, right? And like it really, the, the reason why the Raptors won that series, if I'm going to be completely real about that, is uh, they had a bad coach in Jason Kidd who couldn't adjust to the fact that Norman Powell <laughs> was in the starting lineup and the Raptors were playing small. That's it. It took them like two games to adjust, yeah. and then when the they Raptors, finally adjusted, the Raptors games, figured out that by just having Serge Ibaka set a screen at half court, they yeah. could break up every single one of their traps and they yeah. could not fix it i miss jason kidd man i really do oh, Boonholzer has done a good job with this team but i will be honest i think milwaukee needs to get the one seed you think if so they want to win that series i think they are the team that needs home court more okay well here's the thing bro milwaukee first off like they have not had a single injury like Ilya silva breaking his face has, has been one but like whatever that's Ilya silva all right their starting unit plays every fucking game Whereas the Raptors, like, we've already come up with so many different lineups, right? So, like, that right there, it, it's not even about the quality of these two teams because we've seen that it's very closely matched. Um, it's just really just the injuries, and that's going to be really unfortunate on the Raptors lose at home court. But one question I wanted to ask you before we do three stars and stuff like that is um, going into the trade deadline, right? I think the Bucks and Raptors should both be thinking of each other when they approach the trade deadline, which is in about a, a month plus, like, two days. Um what do the Raptors need to bolster this match, like you know, against the Bucks? And what do the Bucks need against the Raptors? Because I think the Bucks already got a pretty good piece in George Hill. George Hill was pretty solid yep. today, but twenty eight minutes was good defensively. Uh, and not even that he did anything great. It's just like he was like a veteran, and he was just like running the team. Uh, whereas like you know, the Raptors would counter with Delon Wright, and Delon just has no ability whatsoever to command the team. It's his biggest flaw as an NBA player. That and also that he's super not assertive. I'll be honest, I think there's one player that both of these two teams could use against each other, and that player is Noah Vonley. And I don't what think the, there's any what? way that there's I don't think there's any what way a to random the Knicks. But yo, all right, explain like, the Noah, Noah Vonley thing. guarded Giannis. Like yeah. I saw him play Giannis twice and yeah. he stonewalled him tw- two games in a row. Like Pretty where good. it was like Giannis literally did not know how to attack Noah Vonley because he's that long. Vonley, I think he's been shooting the three um at some level this year, mm-hmm. which is not bad. And yep. like he's been playing good, smart ball for the Knicks. Yeah, he has, and been, he's yeah. a mobile big. Yep. And I think you put Vonley on Ibaka mm. for the Bucks, that probably solves a lot of their problems. Um, instead of having Brook Lopez out there, right? If yeah. you have instead of Lopez or Ilyasova in that role, you have Vonley who can still kind of stretch it, but can bolster your defense and your rebounding. Yeah. I think that solves a lot of problems for the Bucks against the Raptors, and then on and gives you a lot more length. So even if he switches on to Kawhi, that's a big. That's still a big guy to attack. Yep. Especially with the fact the Raptors have small guards. If you're going up against Giannis or Noah Vonley, attacking in a pick and roll, that might be tough. That's a lot of length. And then on the flip side, the Raptors could straight up use Noah Vonley for the same reason where you can just guard. It gives you another Giannis defender. It gives you another rebounder and another mobile big Mm -hmm. when Ibaka has to hit the bench. Because I don't know if the Raptors have (laughs) a plan for when Siakam and Ibaka get tired in this matchup. Um, Yeah, they really don't. That's the thing. The Raptors could use some depth, right? Because they have two exactly two playable bigs, yeah. Um, in this matchup, and you know, I wasn't expecting to say Vonley, but that's a good call, man. I like that because I've, I've been thinking more big picture stuff in terms of like what the Raptors can use against the Bucks, and like I think JV can have a role to play in the series, but like it's tough because like, as you mentioned, there's just no defensive matchup for JV in this series, 
And if you're expecting a guy, you're expecting your big man to send help at the rim, but also consistently close out to a guy like Brooke Lopez, it's just not going to go well for JV. Um, for so, JV, he would I just mean, have to be basically like, if he's on the floor, you use him in every yeah. single pick and roll and just let him dominate. Because I don't think anybody on the Bucks can really guard him. Like on if the you move. could, if you could have a Channing Fry type. I mean, Channing Fry is completely washed, so you're not going to yeah. get him. But like, if you can have like Kevin Love, obviously way too expensive yeah. and injured, but like. That type of player coming off the bench, I think that would help the Raptors a ton. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think also like, for the Bucks, like I think they could use a bigger wing, like just like a even like a Michael Kidd-Gilchrist type, you know, like a Rondé Hollis Jefferson, like because like you know what I mean. It doesn't have to be like a high quality guy. Like Stanley Johnson did a really good job against Kawhi. Justice Winslow's done a good job against Kawhi. Um, Rondé Hollis Jefferson's done pretty good jobs against Kawhi. Like you just need a bigger, more physical guy, and the Bucks have. Middleton for that, but Middleton, like, it, first off, he's more offensively oriented than anything else. So, like, yeah. he wants to conserve his energy. And also, like, he's just not big or physical. He's just, like, lanky and he stays in position. So, he's, our, our, like, a decent defender, but he clearly can't guard him. And then Brogdon, the other Bledsoe, other those guys are small. Is, yeah, and the other wing really is Tony Snell, who, like, Kawhi's played with since he was a kid. Exactly. So I'm pretty sure Kawhi could probably get a bucket on him whenever he wants. That was actually hilarious because, like, Kawhi saw Tony Snell on him early in the fourth quarter, and he was like, <laughs> all right, I know exactly where to go. Like, he looked at, like, took one look at him and directly drove for the baseline and took a fadeaway. Because, see, they probably played one-on-one a million times. 100%. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I would think a bigger win. I don't know who that bigger wing would be. Yeah. Uh, I guess it just matters on what teams we're going to watch over the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, hey, who knows? If Memphis keeps losing by hey, man. a bunch of points. Marcus like Hall? Spurs, Spurs beat him again tonight. Marcus Hall? Yep. Everybody wants Marcus Hall. That'd be nice. That'd be you know, nice against the Bucs. You know who would be nice? Yeah. The Celtics could need Marcus Hall. No, 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 no. The Celtics are good, man. They're good with... Uh, oh, yeah. Terry Rozier, bro. They got... Terry Rozier. Can't trade him. Can't trade any of Untradeable. Um, Gershon Yabusela. Yo, that guy looks hilarious. <laughs> that guy looks hilarious. Like, I, I don't want to body shame him anybody, but just, like, no, compared he, to other he, NBA athletes, he looks he's, hilarious. He's the new Jared Selinger, man. He looks like a balloon. Who was also on the Celtics. Oh, probably, yeah. 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 So, you know. Shout out Jared Selinger, though. I, I really enjoyed his time with the Raptors. He just seemed like a great dude. You know, yeah. I think there's Except some other stuff about. Him. Yeah, I think there's some other stuff about Salinger, but that's something to search up. But right. either way, wow. uh, okay. I don't remember that correctly, so I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so we'll do three stars. Let's do three stars, man. Um, I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> but really, we should give five stars. All right, every single starter there's because yo, the fourth quarter, like just so much like shot making, just going back and forth. And, like, all five of these guys came up with a huge plays. Danny Green hitting that three. I mean, like, bro. He the, did not the net, hit match. The net didn't, didn't move. move. I thought he missed. I it looked like an air Danny ball. Danny Green thought he missed because he stopped playing. And <laughs> they tossed the ball up. Uh, and Kawhi ended up stealing, like, a freaking wide receiver. Looking like Odell Beckham Jr. stealing that, like, throw-ahead pass. Mm. But guys stopped playing. I literally thought that that did not go in. That was crazy. That was crazy. That's how accurate he was with that three. Um, also came up with a steal on Bledsoe late in the game. <laughs> Van Vliet with that three. Um, he is so money in the catch and shoots, man. He should just stick to the catch and shoot, all right? Like, just do the Kyle Lowry thing, all right? Just, like, get some butt injections and just continue doing what you're doing tonight because this is great. If Fred could do this every night, it would be great because sometimes Fred is like, all right, I'm going to be Kyrie, and it's like, no, you're not Kyrie, right? Yeah. You're discount Lowry. <laughs> it's a big <laughs> difference. You got to humble yourself a little bit, but that's what you got to do. You got to get a best friend who's an inefficient shooting guard, probably go for Norman Powell. 
and like just do that but don't don't be Kyrie all right just one quick shout out to Fred though uh sometimes when he comes off the pick and roll he really likes using cut dribbles which I just have like he does them like once or twice a game and I just really love watching them Mm. like you like a cut dribble where like I think John Wall made it famous where basically like you swipe your hand across the side of the ball so that way it spins back towards you um on the dribble like almost like you're slicing at the ball yeah like with a tennis racket he does that like two or three times a game and i i just love it it's it's really fun to watch it, uh, the, the one thing with fred is he is very crafty but no matter what move he makes he's not going to create enough separation <laughs> to finish like yep. he, he is shorter than me all right <laughs> like that's that's just not okay man um but yeah i mean the three stars are pascal i think pascal gets the number one star tonight to be honest do you want to go pascal or you want to go Kawhi? Oh man, that's so hard. Or do you want to go search? Because I the really thing. think it's search. I, I honestly like Kawhi and Pascal were great. Yeah, and but you expect them to be that great, I mm-hmm. think, at some level. Serge was absolutely outstanding. He changed the entire game. Yeah, he like, did. Him, he stonewalled the paint entirely. He Brooke Lopez had five he points. Had he had nine rebounds tonight. Yeah, Ibaka did, which is big on him. Yeah, and he had five assists. What that's, are we talking about? I can't that's believe. Like, he... Like he had five career assists up until tonight. Yeah. And he had five assists in a game. That's nuts. It's gotta be Baca. He was incredible. Yeah, he blocked Giannis too. Great block. God. Um, really clean. And like I thought Giannis was also, gonna dunk all over. Him. He went coast to coast. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's the same play where he blocks Giannis, he gets the rebound, he drives coast to coast, and then finishes in contact over Brook Lopez. Is that one? Because then he also blocked someone else the, the in this third quarter and came down, hit a three. I think mm. he that was also that was the Giannis block. Maybe the first yeah. one he blocked somebody, then went coast to coast and uh, finished yeah. with contact. Second half he blocks Giannis, comes back the other Incredible, way. Incredible, man! Ball, it's a three. It's crazy Incredible. how Serge can like look so bad on some nights and then come out looking like a superstar. Like, it's great. I think it's his lefty hook. If it's a lefty hook, uh, sorry, not his lefty hook, his righty hook. If that hook shot goes in at the beginning of the game, it's a good Serge night. I think that's the telling part. He didn't hit it against the Spurs. He hasn't hit it that well over the last couple of weeks. But tonight, no, it was like the first or second bucket. He had that lefty hook, that righty hook go. And I was like, okay, you know what? That running hook's dropping. It's a good search night. Yeah. All right, Serge. You know what, Serge? Let's get Serge the first star, man. It's 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 rare that when that happens. Uh, and then second and third. I mean, it's Kawhi and Pascal, but in yeah. what order? Uh, I think Kawhi goes, oh, man. Pascal that's had tough. the clear night, though. I know. You know what? That's Pascal. Yeah. Let's go to Pascal. Yeah. And then Kawhi. Kawhi is your third star with 30 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, 5 steals on 8 of 16 shooting, 2 threes, 12, 15. I, one thing, I, I, mean, I mean, this pot has gone on so long, but yeah. um, Kawhi running pick and roll with Surge. I think that's one way the Raptors can consistently attack the Bucks because, like, there are nights where Kyle's going to be cold or whatever, and, like, it's not going to be as effective running your offense through him. But, like, if again, if the Bucks are going to, like, like, drop every uh, pick and roll, they're going to drop their big back. Um, and they're going to have their guards chase over the top. Like, Serge is going to set a good screen, and Kawhi's going to step in, either to the mid-range or even the three. He's fine with both of those. But he's going to have room to shoot, like, on those plays. And so, you know, I don't mind Kawhi running the offense in that sense. And also, Kawhi and Serge starting to get a little bit of chemistry, pick and roll-wise. It's just a little bit. Um, it'd be great if Ibaka could actually hit the pick-and-pop three right now. He could only do 20 to 18 feet, but that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I don't know, man. It was a good game, man. This is a great game. Just a great feeling, man. Gerald Henderson? Oh, yeah, Gerald Henderson. Uh, I want to give it to Malcolm Brogdon. I felt like every time he touched the ball, he scored. This this dude, when he drives to the basket, he's so strong. 
Like, yeah, he pushed, he's really strong. He pushed he... Pascal out of the way like three times. Yeah. How? Was, I'd say, like, Malcolm, he was good. There was one where I think in the first half where I think he just – yeah, first half where he was up in a fast break, didn't have the numbers, pulled back, and then just did like a quick little sidestep and just mm-hmm. turned around and laid it up anyways. Yeah. Where he threw the guy uh, – I think it was Fred yeah. off guard or whoever it was. And I was like, man, that's really good. He reminds me so uh, much of Andre Miller, man. He's got to develop a post game, and then he's good. Yeah. Also, I think just a quick shout out. I think to Sterling Brown because Sterling Brown had a good game. Yeah, he did. Shot three or six from three, yep. eleven yep. points, and he played like twelve minutes. He literally did come off their bench. Yeah. So, like, he was good, and like his shot looks good. So, like, that's a good piece for them to have because he's also a pretty big, uh, like in terms of like a point guard, shooting guard type size. He has a fair bit of size on him. So, mm. like. It's it's weird how many guys the Bucks have, I'm, but these are just random dudes though. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, and it's crazy because like, it's not that different from a roster from before. Yeah, like from the rap, last time the Raptors played them, they got they, since then they got Bledsoe and they got Lopez, and I guess mm-hmm. Ilias against George Hill. Yeah, I don't know, man. Never mind. They've made some good improvements. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it'd be a great series, man. Assad, thank you for coming on the podcast. Horrible side. Follow horrible side at Swar Lasers. But I warn you, though. Uh, <laughs> what was this man called? The Human Reply Machine. Really? All righty. Yeah, yeah. You got to, you got to come back, man. HRM, geez. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Ouchie. Swar Lasers, though. Yeah, that's Swar Lasers. Yeah. Hit it up. Your tweets have been better, though. I think once the Curious Cat goes down, you're you're much better. Yeah, and the next yeah. couple of months, I'm gonna be dead anyway, so it doesn't matter. Oh yeah, that's why you're gonna be slammed. Yeah. I'll be done. <laughs> Yo, slide into Assad's DMs about uh, tax questions. Do it. Uh, yeah, feel free. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't mind that. Uh, I will respond to you at my earliest convenience. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Um, any knowledge I do have to share, I will share. I so, hope every yeah. time you open your curious cat is just people sending you their uh, T fours and shit. I've had I've had a guy send me uh, his resume once. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> on man. Curious. Come on, man. That was, that was, like, that yeah. was wild. Yeah, right, okay. if, if you're not sliding into Assad's, you know, curious cat to ask about him, I don't know what you're doing. Oh, chill. All right. <laughs> All right. Peace. Thank you. <laughs>